target. Maximum firepower. Nice for impact. Welcome to the Brace for Impact podcast. In this episode, we'll be reviewing the final upgrade card announcements for Wave 10 and talk about the unconventional warfare tactics released by Atomic Mass Games. So you want to roll right into unconventional warfare? What did you think of unconventional warfare? It kind of was dropped on us uh, pretty suddenly. Yeah, they were just like, here you go. Here's a whole rule set for, for a new way to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that like the event was for like three days but like that seemed kind of ridiculous i don't think they understand like how long it takes to play like just to set up a game of armada with somebody to right. play it and it's then pretty and then it's like that's the one game you're playing for like the next two weeks and they're like this event is three days long and i'm like well starting today <laughs> starting, starting today, today. <laughs> and i'm yeah. like well i'll get to play this one time let me wait a couple days until you know the whole all the perks are out and then then i'll play that but but even with that i only got to play through um unconventional warfare twice during the event right i i think that like there is the part of it that's like the event and like yes it was sudden and like i know when i play armada it's usually like the date is like one week or more in advance like that's yeah. gonna happen it's not like typically for me it's not like oh like i'm bored it's not like afternoon. going to the it's not like going to the local game store and playing a, a pickup game of magic all right exactly. you can't just show up and and then it happens you know at least not in the area where i you know like i, I don't think anywhere can, can support <laughs> you, yeah you don't just show up and there's like oh there's like three armada people here like they want to play you know like it's not like that um but there's also the piece of it that's like these rules exist forever and you know it's literally just a piece of paper that tells you like you know these are the upgrades you get for your fleet as like a fleet wide you know it's almost like having th- three extra commanders for zero cost yeah um so what did and- you think of it cuz cuz we we had a game that we played uh and we put it up on our YouTube channel uh YouTube Race for Impact uh if yeah. you haven't seen it but what did you think about like the way these unconventional warfare rules played out in the game? I will start by saying I'm a fan in general of the idea of unconventional warfare and you know having these upgrades show up. I, I saw n- almost no value in every day we're going to reveal one more of them. Like... Yeah, that was pretty how, much useless. That that many, was dead on arrival to me. Like how I many saw people that. are gonna play day one with just one of the perks and then be like, oh, day two, I'm gonna play again another two hour game over model. Yeah, that you that know, was like, probably oh the God. most useless part of the strategic approaches. It's like I saw that there were, you know, four unrevealed perks, and I was like, okay, well I'll just wait until the rest of the perks are revealed to play this at all. Yeah. You know, like like maybe if they did it over like a couple months that would be like interesting because then i would have a chance to play multiple games but like i was just like oh if they're just releasing them one a day at a time i'll wait until they're all revealed before i pick which one to play with yeah and it took that long to set up a game Mm -hmm. like i i saw the unconventional warfare stuff and then 
day two, day three, and and on the third day was when we were able to record. Yeah, and and day one was like announced at four p.m. on day one, right? So <laughs> exactly. It <was> like, so <laughs> it's yeah. like okay, yeah, because like I know we as soon as it dropped, we we're like, oh, let's play a game, and like by the time we played our game, all three perks were out already. You know, like by the time we were able to yeah. set it up. So. I mean, it was exciting to like see them get revealed over a couple mm-hmm. days, mm-hmm. but it was disappointing when the event was like three days long and mm-hmm. we got to play like only on day three, you know, because <laughs> that's yeah. how that fucking works. As for the perks themselves, I think in general, they were powerful enough to change up the game. Um, yeah. But not so powerful that like, it was powerful enough that I was changing the game and, and it was helping me be like, oh, I'm going to build my list specifically to take advantage of these perks. Yeah, but not so ridiculous that it felt absurd. I disagree um, with that assessment that they were not so ridiculous. Really, I, like I don't think I, they were. I don't think any one perk was more powerful than a good commander. I disagree entirely. Which I think you're perk just here? Dead wrong. Which perk I'm, I'm on this list about, is better than a command? Oh, like a solid commander. Okay, okay. So I'm talking about anvil and hammer perk mm. two and three. Okay. And Unrivaled Starfighters perk 3. Those are all obscenely powerful. I, obscenely more powerful than certain commanders. Some than some commanders, but I don't like, think like, that like one for, ship... for you to get that ability and not pay any points. Okay, but the fact that the points good. don't cost Okay, but the fact that there's no points cost like both sides get that, right? I, like, I understand. I'm just saying like in reference to how powerful some commanders are sure, sure, for taking sure. away from other abilities okay, but, that you could get in the fleet. Okay, but okay, but stop. A- hammer, Anvil and Hammer, perk three. One ship can re-roll any number of dice at once. Like Yes. During its first attack only, right? Yes. That's not that much better than... What? What are you talking about? Like, that's for a commander. Free? That's a for commander. Free? But only no, it's one not. time. What command? What? No, no, not only one time. One time per round. Right, one time per round. That, yeah. What commander are you looking at that that does anything like that? Reroll any mean? number of attack time. Attack Doesn't time? Vader let you do that? No, by spending a defense token. That's but see, that's okay. Fine, whatever. Like it's better. It's way better. It's better. It's better that you're not having to spend the defense token. Yes, but like this is a normal like type of rule in the game. Like re-roll your dice. Like it's not that crazy. That that is true. Adding the um, I'm, I'm saying that these redirect token is like that's obscene. That's obscene. It's really good. It's also. really really good. I think I'm, I'm saying that the, the way that these dodge, perks. The way you get these perks and the, the way that they're worded right now are obscenely powerful if they're not one-time use during the course of the game. I don't care. Like, I, don't, I don't care about that because like they should be powerful. I'm not that they, hyped they up about powerful. how powerful they are. But I think that Anvil and Hammer is so much better than Unrivaled Starfighters that even in a list that I built that I wanted to take Unrivaled Starfighters, I still picked <sighs> Anvil and Hammer. Well, yeah, because fundamentally it it increases the longevity of your ships. Like every ship getting a redirect, one ship getting a reroll per turn, and like the redirecting of the shields is so much better than squadrons that can move a little bit more and get fucking like Unrivaled Starfighters two. 
friendly squadrons at distance one to three of an enemy ship getting dodge one. Might as well. That's cool. Like, no, that's cool. That that's trash. That's garbage. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's a cool no, ability. It's garbage. It's, no, it's it's not. Gar- it's one of these abilities that you get for free that increases the flavor of your fleet without being crazy powerful, like Anvil and Hammer perks two and three. Fine. And it's... Unrivaled Starfighters three because that's fucking bullshit. Okay, that shouldn't Unrivaled be fucking Starfighters anywhere. Unrivaled Starfighters three is literally just like, let's say three bombers get to shoot again, right? Like. But no. at the expense no. of three other squadrons. Here. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what Unrivaled Starfighters Three says to me. It says in, during the course of a game, instead of Merrick Steel doing twenty damage, he now does forty. <laughs> okay, that's what that's what that shit says to me. Because yeah. it's at the start of the fucking squadron phase, I yeah. tap up to three friendly squadrons. Let's say I tap two Tie Fighters. Yeah. And now Merrick Steel gets to do two more attacks. Two more attacks. Yeah. Okay? It's obscenely powerful. That's really good. I, I mean, if I played more games with the strategic approaches, I would have done that. But it's just so fucking good. Because at the start of the squadron phase, which means uh, if you have a player that is posi- positioning their squadrons appropriately, um, their steel is already in range to shoot. Right. So you just tap two TIE Fighters and yeah. he shoots again and again. And now he's doing 40 damage over the course of the game. Yeah. And for those keeping track, I'm not counting round one in that calculation. That's, that's um, starting at round two attacks it, it, at the end of the game. I, I understand how it can be good. I, I just feel like if someone with unrivaled starfighters can beat someone with ha- Anvil and Hammer, like they were the better player regardless of this. Uh, yeah, I, that I agree with. Yeah, if, if, you're, if because, you have unrivaled like, starfighters and you beat someone with Anvil and Hammer, you're a better player. Right, because like you're going like yeah, well, you Mary were going to win anyway. Doing, your Mary Steel's doing that against a ship that can redirect shields, gets an extra redirect token, like you know, it's just blowing up your ships faster with the rerolls. Like it's 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 tough. It's tough. I wanted to play on Rival Star Fighters, and I think for our match, we both ended up playing Anvil and Hammer. It was just um, better. Yeah, I, as soon as I saw Anvil and Hammer two, I was like, oh, Obi Wan. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, it's just once, once I saw that, once I saw Anvil and Hammer 2, I was like, oh, Obi-Wan. Yeah. And I, I, didn't have, I didn't have Republic to bring, so I was like, I guess I'm fucked. I've got to do some uh, Devastator nonsense, you know? Yeah. Look, I, I, think, I think that these perks are really cool and they're really interesting. I'd like to see more of them. Agreed. Like, more, more strategic approaches. But I, I want some, like, additional rules that that emphasize like when you can use them and how often you can use them because it if it was just like once per game per perk i'd be like all right awesome that's fucking amazing it's just yeah. that every single round you get an additional redirect for all your ships it's like ridiculous and then every round it, it's for for anvil and hammer per, perk three it's at the start of every ship phase, you yep. can reroll any number of attack die during your first attack. That's ridiculous. On top of the rerolls I already have, this, this it's it's, and the limitation of one friendly ship is like most fleets have one scary ship that they want to exactly. reroll dice on. So it's like your biggest baddest beast can just you know, in addition to all of the other dice modification that you might have on that ship. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. Is, you can also just with- reroll everything. That's bad. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's really good. Um, I will say, like, I'm not 
as concerned as you are about the balance because as long as the two strategic approaches that are going up against each other are relatively similar, then I don't really care that they're so much stronger than a, a normal fleet. You know, like they're not going to fight a normal fleet. Like no one's going to do that. So I'm not that. Yeah, I don't, I don't really mind that they're um, like together balanced. I just think over the course of like the entire game, yeah. the the amount of increase in value that they give is like too much. Yeah. I, 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 like if you just, if you can say, all right, I'm using my perk one and then that's it for the game. That's great. Like, because also let's talk about Unrivaled Starfighters perk one, which is the most dog shit perk I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. It's just all squadrons basically have um, stealth, right? No, it's not. It doesn't say you can move when you're engaged. You just can move when you're not engaged. <laughs> it's like shit. It's so shit. It's worse. I mean, than I guess it's good stealth. if you have have like B wings or arcs to get them in range, but then it's like uh, send some squadrons over there. You're fucked. Yeah. You know, it's 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 dog shit. If it was, I mean, even when they're engaged, they can move up to speed one. Right. Once if it if there was the game, give all squadrons <laughs> stealth. Right, that's cloak. the keyword that they cloak use. Is, cloak, cloak, yeah, is yeah, keyword, cloak. Yeah. cloak. All squadrons have cloak, right? Like for for one turn, like that's fucking cool. Do you love that one turn thing? I was like, even every turn, it's like, every fine. turn is too good. That's too good. It doesn't every turn is too good. good. It has to be good, or no one will want to play. <laughs> like if all of the perks were like on Rival Starfighters two, <clears throat> um, I wouldn't have even tried to play a game. <laughs> Like, it's I, just I under- so boring. I understand that. I understand. Like, that. okay, I can make you re-roll your flak. Like, or I guess but, if I'm but making by making them too good over the course of the game, you're you're creating this just shitstorm of additional rule sets that you have to track to That's make true. your strategic approaches even playable. Right. And then it's like, oh, do you want to play strategic approach with me? And it's like, no. You dickhole, you brought Obi-Wan with Anvil and Hammer. Like, why are we going to do that? You're just going right. to win the game and I can't kill your ships. Like, that's not fucking fun. Right, exactly. So I I see what you're saying about them not being so uh, absurd. Um, but I also think there's like, the, it's got to be good enough to be interesting compared to a normal game. Look, and then just, there's just also the s- like, remembering everything fatigue right like it's already hard yeah. enough to remember like count dooku's raid tokens at the beginning of every round and that's well let me tell you like, i was trying to get people in our armada group to play strategic approaches and they were like uh this is my third game man right <laughs> let me just get the rules down but right. let me tell you like every perk that says at the start of is a one-time use during the course of the game You know, and then your friendly squadrons yeah. get like they stay with dodge one when they're near enemy ships for the whole game. Like, yeah, because because that perk is like that has to be through the whole game. Like, that's just shit. if It's just one turn. You know, you could just say at the start of a command phase or at the start of a ship phase. Right? Exactly. And then something like that. And then then it's good. It's good. I'm good to go with these strategic approaches. Yeah. I I like the idea of strategic approaches. I know I'm harping on like how powerful they are, but I like so... the idea of them. Let's say they do another mm-hmm. unconventional warfare, unconventional warfare round two. Yeah. Right. And these strategic perks, one was, you know, about starfighters being really good. Another one was, you know, ships being, you know, basically more defensive. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you think would be another flavor theme for maybe 
Unconventional Warfare Round 2, right? What would be the, the replacements for Starfighters and Anvil and Hammer? Well, you put me on the spot here, because here's the thing. Here's the thing that you don't know about me. I'm okay. not a fucking game designer. So I'm pretty oh. shit about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah. Look, the fact that they came up with this shit at all is amazing to me. Yeah. Look, this is this is one of those things that I'm assuming that AMG just like divined this out of their assholes. Um, because this That's feels obviously very what happened. Well, well, I don't know if this is like something that FFG was planning to do, and then they no, I don't think they, so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Because this seems very like traditional tabletop RPG rule sets. Yeah. Where you just you just put words on a sheet and then you're like, here are some rules. Go play with yeah. them, everyone. What do you think? Um yeah. like if, if it was FFG, they would be like, All right, here's a campaign pack, here's some more cardboard. Right. This is the rules for those. And you're there'll definitely be more tokens. There'll definitely be tokens involved. Exactly. Yeah. This reminds me a lot of like um chapter tactics from like Warhammer 40k. Right. Which it increases the amount of variability in your lists because you can say, I'm picking this strategic approach. And, you know, what I really liked was the build restrictions. Yep. That was my favorite part. Like, like just give me, give me one perk selection out of the three and give me the build restrictions. Two ships with squadron rating of at least a, a three. And okay. each fleet okay. cannot include a ship with point cost higher than 150 before. Like, so give me more restrictions and you give me You might not be a game designer. And I am also not a game designer. But you are? I my, thought you were. What the hell? My idea for a strategic approach perk channel, I don't know what it would be called, but the build restriction would be that you cannot have any command three ships. Uh-huh. And it would be all about improving nav, right? So like maybe one of the perks is like, when you nav, you can add two clicks instead of one click to the mm -hmm. adjustable, right? Maybe another perk could be when you um, are naving, you're obstructed, like um, like cracking when you're at speed three or more, you're obstructed, like something like that. Um, yeah. Or maybe maybe like while you're at distance one of like an asteroid, your ship gains dodge one. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. So that'd be cool. Uh, you know, shit except like ships that. don't dodge. Um, you, you know what I mean? It, it, you, maybe you get like an evade. An evade. Yeah, yeah. You get, you get an evade, right? Um, so, you know, like, no command three means like no victories, no arc, uh, assault frigates, no, um, no obviously ISDs, right? Um, yeah. But also there'd be no, like, even acclimators, right? So the Republic would be, like, basically all, like, small boys, right? Um, they're all small boys, but they're extra maneuverable. They're extra hard to hit, right? And then you, you know, and then there's obviously commanders that can take advantage, like Mothma, right? You throw Mothma on it, it's like, holy shit, right? It's like yeah. all MC-30s and uh, CR-90s, like, what do I do? Um, but, yeah, I think that would be cool. Um, well, going along with that, there's there's one aspect of the game that I kind of dislike thematic-wise that I think having a strategic approach uh, address it would be cool. And that is like the blockade aspect. Because we've got blockade run and everything. Yep. But whenever I pick like contested outpost, I'm having to calculate how long I can sit on the outpost before I inevitably fly past it. Yeah. And, you know, I got like, like two ISDs and it's like, 
okay, so I can have one ISD out in front, and then I'll cut the other one behind a little bit so that I got it for turns one, two, and three, and then for four, five, and six. But then it's like, well, now my ISDs are out of position for the game, so do I really want to do this and lose the game just for, like, 60 points? So I would like a strategic approach that kind of dealt with blockading an area, like sectioning off a part of the board, and having my ships perform speed zero maneuvers while not getting fucked on defense tokens. It could even be like, while at speed zero, your ship can spend one defense token. Exactly, right? something Instead like that. Instead of zero, right? I, I, I would actually love either. that even in, like... In the rules of of some of the objective cards, like player two, while at speed zero, ships can spend one defense token on contested outpost specifically, right? Yeah, you know, because like I, I want to blockade shit. I want to like zone off the area, right? And and like I sit here, you come to me. I mean, I know that sounds like insanely good as far as board control goes, but I kind but of only want one some defensive way to token, do... right? So exactly, exactly. So it's like it's not that bad. But, like, what do ISDs like to do? They like to sit there and be intimidating, right? And you can't really... Like, you yeah, can go eventually speed, the ISD speed is one. Like, but speed one, yeah. Like, it's cool to just sit there, too. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but uh, overall, I'm going to say more unconventional warfare stuff. Great. First try. At least, give at least us more. more stuff. Like, oh, yeah, give, give us more. Like, yeah. if for some reason someone from AMG is listening to this shit, give us more of this stuff. This was great. Yeah, um, I agree. May, maybe that, iron out the, the like the 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 text for it because I think there was they mentioned some things that weren't like a phase, like at the start of like fleet setup or something. They said like that doesn't exist in the rules. You know, maybe line that shit up. Oh, what was that? Was that in the event rules? It was something in the event rules. Let me let me see if I can find it. It was when you select which one you're doing. Uh, yeah. Between the place obstacles and place forces step. Yeah, those aren't phases in, in the game. So right. maybe, like, maybe get that shit in line. But I'm just um, like, eh, whatever. Like, I know what they mean. But I know a bunch of rules assholes will get, get up on that. But I mean, um, I, like, I, I, think, I think this was, like, an 8 out of 10, like, event. I think this stuff is great, and it makes me, like, super excited for, like, whatever AMG does. And if they're listening, I'm going to throw in there one more time. Um, sell obstacles and 3D terrain. I know it's they're space, for... but there's still things in space. And include objective cards in the box with them. Dude, I just, I, I can't comprehend. And it's mind-fucking-boggling to me. How were, how many years in this, in this game? Six years? Yeah. We're six years. When did Rogue One come out? 2016? 2016 i think so okay. because it was it was episode seven rogue one episode eight solo episode nine so it's been it's been five years, years. since yeah. rogue one has come out we yeah. don't have what what don't we have we don't have the tie reaper or the tie striker we don't have blue squadron we don't have u-wings no. uh we don't have scarif shield gate we don't have shit from all we have from from Rogue One is like the Jin Arso card and Krennic and um, Saw Gerrera. Right? Is he a card? 
He's not a card in Armada. I don't know. I don't. He's know. an X-wing for sure. X-wing got a bunch <clears throat> of stuff, but you know, we get we got two cards from Rogue One. We don't have the fucking starfighters. We don't have like where is the like where seventy is it? or eighty dollar shield gate that includes like the Yuming and Tie Reaper like squadrons, right? Listen to me. So, I like, would pay objectives. eighty fucking dollars for a shield gate with a campaign pack in it. Here's the Easy. thing. Here's the thing. A shield gate as a piece of plastic is gonna be larger than an isd right probably i mean because it doesn't have to be that fucking big look if right, it's, it's a sliding three scale, times it needs a, to be larger a, than an isd at least a little bit larger right? no it doesn't i, think, I mean it can't be smaller than an isd let's look just... how big are the asteroids in the game of a rod they're rocks it can be any size the rocks it, it doesn't fucking matter sense. is the point i'm making it doesn't mm -hmm. matter how big it is it's gotta be big a big old honk and shield gate and look, if it is at least 1.5 times the size of an ISD. I'm I'm fucking fine. So you agree? It's got to be a it's got to be a game piece. It can't just be like half the fucking field. You know, you've got to be able to play around it. I agree. I agree. Look, it's it, it's ridiculous to me that that it hasn't happened already. Not not just the shield gate because that is like okay, like that's kind of a difficult thing to like sell. Yeah, I guess. But I don't understand what kind of like sensible, self-respecting Armada player wouldn't buy a fucking shield gate with a campaign pack. Or Just that alone. 3D terrain, right? Like 3D, 3D terrain is debatable. But, but that's like, eh, eh, you know, if you want 3D terrain, you've already got the obstacles. You don't. But if if you're playing Armada and you aren't gonna buy a fucking shield gate with a campaign pack, like I don't want to talk to you. Well, maybe only one person in the friend group buys the shield gate with campaign pack, right? And like everyone comes to play, like you know, mm. right? Like not everyone needs a shield gate. I need the shield gate. Is what I'm saying. Right. But also, but it, like, like this is the part of the conversation that I'm yielding. Like, I can understand why they haven't done this. What I don't get is why there isn't like U wings or reapers or strikers. Why don't we have those? Well, why the fuck don't we have those? I think so. Here's my thought. Right. Okay. My, the only thing I can think of is that they need more than just two things to put in a pack, and they Ooh. kind of got around it with the Chimera by including the Mandalorian Gauntlet fighters, which are terrible, but <laughs> they are fucking know. awful, dude. I hope that. The next time they revisit the Galactic Civil War era, that whatever ship they have, they're like, oh, and here's a couple of the squadrons that, like, we don't have enough to do, like, Rebel Squadrons 3, right? But yeah. here, here's this, right? And I think the problem is they don't have enough to do Rebel Squadrons 3, unless, like, there would be, like, like you said, like a Blue Squadron, like, alt cards. Look, but... it's, it's not that fucking hard. You do Blue Squadron, you do U-Wings, you do Vanguard Squadron, uh, yeah, Vanguard yeah. Squadron Y-Wings. Alphabet make, Squadron and all that stuff. Alphabet Squadron. Alphabet Squadron Any of cool, the other right? squadrons. Like, yeah, but I, I just... I, you know, those are the same models for the most part, so I wonder if they were just kind of like, eh, it's not that big a deal, right? But, like, obviously, like, U-Wings and Reapers, like, adding additional stuff into the whole raid mechanic uh, is, you know... Raid is a cool idea that they need to... I think establish more in the game because like some games like I don't even like more games I shouldn't need to take out my raid tokens than 
the percentage that I currently do, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I'm uh, just, I am excited for whatever they do next. Uh, I don't think we'll see any kind of progress until 2022 at all. Yeah, probably. I feel like this is what we get for this year. Uh, no, no, no. 10. You think Wave 10 is it? No, no, I don't think Wave 10 for is it. For the year? Yeah, I don't think about? that's it for the year. I think that there is one what? more wave coming in 2021. No way. Yes, sir. You, yes, you're sir. talking about, you think that the wave 10 that was supposed to be released in December that got January. pushed back. Because wave 10 was, well, wave nine was December, which was Clone Wars launch. It was which also be, got like, pushed back from November. Okay, fine. But I think that there'll be one more wave this year. I don't agree with that. But this is this is FFG's swan song right now. This is their their no. final calling. This is their death rattle. No, this is not their death rattle. First of all, don't bring Hearthstone into this. Second of all, <laughs> don't death rattle is just a normal word. No, it's, it's not. It's not just it's, a keyword, no, dude. It's a keyword in Hearthstone. It's, uh, it's that's it. <laughs> just because you play uh, a lot of Hearthstone doesn't mean I can't. No, say I haven't death played rattle. Hearthstone in years, but I have not heard <laughs> Death Rattle since the last <laughs> um, time I played. That's Hearthstone. That's because I haven't so. had a chance to use it until today. All right. Okay, this is not the final sputterings of FFG. I know this. You in my know soul. This? I know this yeah, in my okay. soul. You know right? this I don't in your soul. actually know I this. We're not actually connected. We just like to pretend that we're connected. How cool would it be if we were connected? Not that cool, because then we couldn't say whatever we wanted. I, I would get immediately fired from whatever <laughs> information. I would just say it. I would be like, I have a feeling don't in my bones this that this is... on the internet. Now they're never going to talk to us. Uh, they shouldn't talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking about this i was like dude i really hope one of these people from amg don't like approach us and try and get on the podcast because it'll be a fucking nightmare they, the only reason they should come on the podcast is if they want us to spill everything they tell us right that's it oh yeah that would be amazing that would be amazing the last thing i'll say about this is wave 11 is a 2021 product Okay, and, that's bold. And it is one ship each for the Clone Wars factions and one squadron pack each for the Clone Wars factions. And that will be the last thing that has FFG logos on it. Mm. That's bold, dude. That's, that's really, really I, that, bold. I'm planting my flag on the moon here. Are, are you, are you going to take the bet on this? Because I'll put it in the show notes that you bet that 21, 2021 yeah. will have product. I okay, 20, 2021... We'll Dave have says, one more wave of product. We'll have product from FFG. Uh-huh. All right. It, with FFG logo on it. Yep. With FFG logo on it. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm putting down. Look, all you listeners out there, he's saying we're going to have prod all, all fucking 10 of you. <laughs> Dude, I think actually like 60 people listen to this. You think like, every time have, a new episode comes out, there's 60 downloads? No, I'm saying last time I put an episode out. There has been like more than sixty downloads, so I know sometimes I delete episodes and re-download them for for the numbers. But I'm saying I don't do it sixty fucking times. So all you sixty listeners out there, place your bets. When the YouTube video comes out, put it in the comments what you're betting. Twenty twenty one, Deej says we're having product. I say that's bullshit. Okay, well you you know we'll, only time will tell. And when I'm right, um, I say, I agree with you. Time does tell. Mm -hmm. And the last six years of Armada 
there's never been like a a double dipping year in okay. the last three years or whatever, you know? Like when was the last time we had product before? I'm saying Clone this Wars? is a special occasion. Also, I'm gonna um I'm gonna amplify the bet with my punishment if I'm wrong. Okay. Which is that for an episode on the YouTube channel, you can build my fleet. And I have to oh. play it. And if you're wrong, I can build your fleet and you have to play it. Okay. Now it's spicy. Dude, I'll, I'll fucking, I'll take that. Okay, we, we've got, we got fucking bets in this Your in this shit's episode. gonna be interdictors <clears throat> with MS1 ion cannons or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Alright, well, you're gonna have... Uh, with Tarkin as the commander. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you have B-Wings with CR-90s. <laughs> they can each okay. command one per turn. They can each command fucking one. You're gonna have like 16 B-Wings. No way to push them all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. That's fine. That's fine. All right. Let's go on to all... segment two. Okay. Since we this rambled is... for thirty fucking minutes, <laughs> it about, has been th- uh... dude. The unconventional warfare stuff. There was a lot to talk about there. I thought that was a. It was really interesting, and I, I really liked it. Wave ten. We got wave all 10. of the final cards for wave ten. Also, we before we sh- keep going on oh, this, for fuck's sake, on on. Everything for the last episode, I put wave 11. Because I thought that the last wave was the Clone Wars starters, and that that was wave 10. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> okay. So we got all of the titles, and we got all of the, like, cool cards, basically. Because the, the, yeah, they hadn't really shown us any cool upgrade cards before this. Yeah, they showed us, like, o- like, commanders and officers. But these are like the specialty upgrade cards that we're talking about now. Okay, so let's roll into them. Now, you got... We don't need to talk about the commanders, right? We already did that. Yeah, we already did that. If you want to listen to us talk about the commanders the way uh, we feel about them, you can go into the last episode. Uh, I really just have the commanders up here just for our reference. And because some interactions with the cards directly influence like the way the commanders play. And just so that we have an idea of that. I am obsessed with the first one, which is thermal shields as a defensive upgrade. Okay, so I knew I knew that this upgrade was going to be called thermal shields because that's Admiral Trench's business. It's thermal yeah. shields. Yeah. I didn't know it would play out like this. I assumed that it would be like you can't be attacked by squadrons unless you know some shit happens because that was kind of a plot of the episode. Right. Um, uh, but it apparently is better than what I thought it would be. Uh, so medium uh, or large ship only. While defending, after the attacker gathers dice, you may spend one brace token. If you do, choose and remove half of the dice in the attack pool rounded down. For five it's points. For, for five points for public. It, well, it's Clone Wars era only. So can I talk about the first insane part of this? Which is, you get to pick, as the defender, which half of the attack pool to remove. Right? So if yeah. like an ISD rolls up to you with eight fucking dice four red four blue you can pre-brace and remove all the blue <laughs> dice what well, that's I'd, nuts, I'd, right? I'd remove all the red what you would the blue dice right. always is something yeah but the amount of damage potential you, you're basically saying you're now at long long range 
Yeah, I yeah, but, know, but but the the red dice you can, can get roll double, double hits, hits and yeah, and the blue die you would the like the average you would get uh is hit hit crit double damage. accuracy maybe right two, two point five damage, damage. No, and the, and, yeah. yeah and it's like okay but the reds can blank baby the reds can blank that's what I'm talking that's about. true I mean if you're feeling lucky you can do that um but right. the thermal shields follows a trend for this wave of armada where you can spend defense tokens out of the spend defense token step yep before the attacker gathers dice before yep. whatever happens mm-hmm. so it's it's spending in advance your defense tokens for an alternate effect yep. which i think is a pretty cool design space yeah for sure and uh generally it's, it's really thematic for clone wars it gives them their own sense of identity where right. they get to to pre-spend their defense tokens for you know cutting half your defense pool away you know yeah. this doesn't seem overly powerful it seems very strong against things like isds and vendors with some shenanigans it's strong when the brace token is already like a good token to spend right it's actually not that good against squadrons unless only it's one is terrible Right, like unless a one dice squadron attacks you and it's the only attack you're getting that turn in which case you can basically make it not do damage right like that's one like you can do that but like when brace is awesome thermal shields is double awesome right like exactly ssd is shooting you starhawk is shooting you if you've got like um the invincible title which gives you an additional defensive retrofit so you thermal shields brace and then invincible with ecm right and so you can always redirect. It's incredible. And, and they can't lock it down, right? Because you spent it before they rolled. Exactly. It's nuts. Um, and then, like, the other thing you can do is, like, look at their card upgrades and be like, oh, he's got ordnance experts or, oh, he's got APTs. But guess what? Now you don't have black dice, right? Like, I took them away. Exactly. So you can't even get the advantage of, like, your combo it's wombo, insane, right? Yeah. Like, screed? Yeah, so- How about screed with no black dice? Get fucked, right? Like, it's so Exactly. Nuts. Or if they've got, yeah, like, if you don't want to spend uh, the officer slot to get damage control officer, now you can just, you know, get thermal shields in there, take away right. all their black die, and then not have to worry about their black die crit. Or guess what? What if they're rolling up against you with uh, heavy ion emplacements? You don't want to take that shield damage? Take all no, their blue dice away. <laughs> so crazy, right? So or crazy. if you've got some guy rolling up on you with an onager, Yep. And he's got the Onager Super Heavy Turbo Laser Cannon. You're like, well, you don't have red dice now. Yeah. So good luck getting that crit. And if right. you do get it because you have a shitload of red dice, you know, I can't remove them all. Uh, you do two damage. Right. All right. We're at round two. So uh, I'll spend that brace for that effect. Thank you very much. Yep. It, it seems very good, very versatile. And it's it's not priced out of existence. So I think it's I, I part think... of part of an effort to bring the factions of the Clone Wars to power parity with the original factions. I agree. I agree with that entirely. Thermal shields is amazing. And yeah, it's it's exactly like if you, you said. It's a, if you it's have a, one defensive card. retrofit, is it the best one to take? Yes. I would say. In any situation where you would want to take ECM, it's better. And in any situation where you would want to take early warning system, you you would still take early warning system. Like 
if I'm coming up against a bunch of CR90s with TRC, right? Like thermal mm -hmm. shields is not that good as early warning system is, right? Because like you're dropping a die from every single shot. If you're getting multiple, multiple You want to hear shots, something really good? Hmm. So the uh, Providence class destroyer or yep. carrier, yep. it already comes with defensive retrofit. With the title, it can have double defensive so retrofit. Thermal, thermal shield and early warning systems. Yes. Which means you cut their shot by one die and then you remove half of that. <laughs> <laughs> so now the Wait, ISD no, is shooting no, you, you with two dies. You remove half and then you take one. I think it's the same either way. No, it's Unless actually... No, it, is wrong. it not? No, yeah, you, because early warning, you remove the die before they gather dice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's obstructed. So it's actually, that's actually the worst way mathematically to do it. Because, like, let's say they had eight dice. If you go half to four and then down to three, that would be really good. But it's actually going one, minus one to seven, half to three. Oh, it's the same. It's, yeah, it's rounded it's the down. Same. It's rounded down. Yeah, it's the same. That's, that's oh. what I mean. It's, it's the same. All but right, like, let's move on to flat guns. Let's move on to flat guns. Because we'll okay, talk about flat guns. This will be a is my favorite card so far well we've only looked at two so you're saying it's better than it's more favorite than thermal shields yes because it's more aggressive treat each die in your anti-squadron armament as black while performing a salvo attack the black dice can be used at medium range and the blue dice can be used at long range three points it's cheap which i like Ooh, it's so cheap this is this is the most offensive offensive retrofit i've ever seen in my entire life other than rapid launch bays because this the, is a rapid launch based podcast. The, the really nice thing about black guns, I think, is actually the salvo portion of it. Obviously, like the it's the salvo anti squadron armor. The anti squadron is black. a negative. That's, that's the negative. Because you're part losing of the card. range, right? Let's, exactly. say, let's say you have yeah. like a double blue dice ship, like, and now it's double black. Like, now it's double black, yeah. Yeah, you'll do more damage, but they're more likely to not be at range, right? Well, the, the first sentence in flak guns means this is what happens. So that you can pay only three points to have this amazing effect at the end. Yeah, I guess so. But also, like, let's say that you put this on the ship that, like, they're coming after, right? The squadrons are coming after the, you know, your big kahuna, right? Mm -hmm. Putting flat guns on it when it's normally double blue dice and making them double black is fine because they're going to try to get into close range and, you know, you'll do a lot more damage, right? So yeah. I think there's situations where flat guns is both effects are great. Like I wouldn't put this yes. on like one of the CR nineties that has double blue because like I'm losing so much range on my shots, but like I would. Yeah, but I also on... wouldn't put it on a CR 90 anyway. Well, why not? Because okay. uh, I think those are like throwaway ships, you know, it's okay. just whatever. Anyway, so let's but talk like, about the salvo change. The That's salvo hard. change. So basically, it bumps up the range of your salvo by one range band, which is Nuts. fucking amazing. Yep. I love salvo. I love its addition into the game ever since it was first introduced. I think it is the way that Armada needs to go. And increasing its effectiveness with an upgrade card, where now a lot of the offensive retrofit, that, that, that's starting to become highly contested Yeah, with all these cool offensive retrofit cards. Like, there are some builds that I've done where I was like, well, shit, I really want flak guns, but I also kind of want to put flag bridge and have a fleet command. 
Yeah. So is it like worth it to skip flat guns for extra effectiveness for my other ships? It's like, right. and I don't know, maybe I'll just run more aggressive into their fleet. Maybe it's fine, you know? It's kind of getting me into a difficult decision before, you know, before I was just like, ah, no offensive retrofit. You know, I don't need expanded hangar bay. It's good. It's obviously like, you know, giving you an advantage because flak is or salvo is based on the range that they're shooting you at, right? So if they're only shooting you with red dice, you're getting red and blue, right? If they're shooting you with blue dice, you get all three, so it's really nice all the time. Yeah. Also, this is one of the tandem cards that is coming out where tandem? it works extremely well with another card that we're going to get to and that increases its effectiveness even more. Doesn't it work really well with one of the... Um, oh, you're talking about... Well, I think there's two cards that make it work really really well. Yeah, exactly, and we're going to get to that. Okay, so we'll move on to Hot Landing then. Okay, uh, so Hot Landing, let me just say this is the most flavorful card, one of the most flavorful cards that has come out ever. There's a lot of flavor in this wave. It's so, it's muy beneficial. Stop it. <laughs> Never do that. At the start of the squadron phase, friendly squadrons with adept gain grit until the end of the phase. Okay. And then when a friendly squadron with adept is destroyed, you may choose one enemy ship at distance one to two of that squadron. If you do, that ship gains one raid token of your choice. Three points. Now, it's interesting because um, it's Republic or uh, Confederacy. It's the fleet command upgrade, right? Yeah. But only for three points, cheapest but fleet command. But why is it both factions? There's not any We're, squadrons. Well, the Separatists are going to get the Sith Infiltrator in Squadron Pack 2, okay. obviously. Darth Maul, so he can hotline. It's, it's the same as um, Clone Commander Wolf. Okay, Does this you make you to... want to take a bunch of neutral Jedi? <laughs> I don't think so, right? No. No, dude. It just is because, like a look, perk for your three named Jedi that you bring, right? Like, No, it's not. This is a trap card. What do this you mean is a, trap? a this is a your losing card. So here's some mild benefit, which I don't like. Yeah, I don't like cards like this. Because listen, uh, what kind of squadrons do you normally run in Republic? You run like four V19s, Luminar and Plo. Okay, what happens when Luminar and Plo both die? Um, you've lost the game already. Exactly, because you've lost all your V19s and all your Arc 170s. You lost everything already. So here's a raid token. Right. Are you gonna like? Are you gonna play that game where you don't have intensify firepower or evasive maneuvers as a fleet command? No, not gonna do that. I agree. It's a lot of fun, though. It's, it is a lot of fun. I don't think fun. it's competitive. I agree that I don't think it's competitive. Well, unless unless there are some other rules that happen where like it makes it easier to cut through like escort, um, if snipe is more prevalent. This is more of like a Republic versus Republic card where someone has like Ahsoka and they're trying to snipe your Jedi and your Jedi are close to their ships and then boom, raid token, you know? Yeah. It's, but it's cheap enough to where if you do bring it I, and you really only get to use it once, it's not that bad. But like what if you brought a bunch of neutral Jedi, you know, and it's like no big deal that they're dying and you're getting the raid token, right? Like, I don't know. It I guess if you want to like run do... like only neutral Jedi and... Not You're only, like, okay. not only, but like, you know. But I mean, it could be cool. 
It could be cool. Neutral Jedi is like 17 points, you know? Just bring fucking seven of them. You right, know? and then like tokens. there's raid tokens dropping all, like you're just like raid tokening all over their shit. That'd be cool. The, That'd be cool. I mean, the Delta 7s, they're, they're like air superiority fight, fighters. So like if you bring some token Delta 7s and no V19s, there's no skin off your back, you know? Yeah, it's it's tough because like like you said, like if you're if you've invested a bunch into your squadrons, um, and they're dying, uh, like, you're you know, like yeah. named if named Jedi are dying early enough in the game for if, rage if you're to be spending a big deal. as much points as you should be for Republic squadrons, and you, those squadrons are dying, you're losing. Yeah. Right. I mean, like uh, like if my vultures die, like I don't give a shit because they're eight points, but uh, a Delta Seven is seventeen points. Yeah. Like, okay. This is kind of like uh, okay, so, I'm doing so bad at the game. And imagine this scenario. Something. Imagine this scenario, right? I'm imagining. Okay, imagine that in the next wave, a Yoda Commander card comes out that gives um, squadrons adept if they're like the like generic squadrons. Uh, that will not happen. Like a battle, like meditation kind of ability, where like okay, now every V19 has adept and like. <laughs> It's just like rain tokens all over the places they're dying. Uh, that would be ridiculous. I don't think that would happen at all. Uh, all right. Adept well, is so good. If, if AMG's still listening, you know, hook a no, up. AMG, if you're listening, do not do that because Adept is so fucking good. It's not that good. It's just a reroll. It's a reroll when attacking. Okay? So if you've got an acclimator with Nevuda B and you've got V19s that have Adept, you get double rerolls, which is insane. It's not that insane. They're V19. It's pretty insane. All right, moving on, moving on. Well, well, now your V19s, when they die, they can raid my ships. So fuck off. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, Now this is my favorite card. DBY827 Heavy Turbo Laser. When you perform a salvo attack, you may change a die to a face with a critical icon, three points. And that's the turbo laser upgrade, right? Yep. This is so good. It's so insanely good. I, I don't understand why it's three points. This and should be five points. With this should be five guns, points in a mod. Like, with flat guns, you're talking about, like, oh, I get my hit crit black guaranteed at medium range. Exactly. Black. It's like, this should be five <laughs> okay. points in a mod. This is so fucking insane. Yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. It's only three points. It's just the opportunity cost of, like, okay, well, your turbo laser effect it's only, only happens when you're salvoing, right? Which is shitty, but it's no skin off my back when I'm running the Providence class Dreadnought. So. All right. So there's this is just one of those amazing cards that just doesn't have, there's not much to say about it. It's just incredible. Yeah. Those are some of the cool upgrades. Is this, Are these the ones that come in the Providence? Yeah. Or, or did you? Yeah, these, are all, these are all Providence ones. Okay. So we got some Providence titles also. Uh, Lucid Voice. Treat your rear hull zone's printed battery armament as three red dice. The battery so armament of your left salvo. and right hull zones are each increased by one black die and decreased by one blue die for eight points. What do you think about this? This is the most complicated card to create a, an effective flagship with. This is so difficult that I don't think it's worth um, the point investment. Why? So, there. I mean... Isn't this like a so, Link Turbo Laser... Power's best friend? Like, three red dice on flak? I mean, you would think, but you're, you're investing a lot. You're changing your, arm, your salvo to three red die, which is okay. But you're also losing a blue. You're only blue out your sides. Unless you're doing a carrier. And if you're 
putting Lucid Voice on a carrier, then you're not running the most effective version of Providence, which is the Dreadnought. So, it's, why can't it's, why can't you run Lucid Voice on a Dreadnought? No, you can. I'm just saying, if you do run Lucid Voice, you lose your only blue. Mm, that means you can't like leading shots or whatever. You can't leading shots. Well, more importantly, you don't get fucking accuracies ever because you can only accuracy out of reds and you need right. accuracies to do damage. So then you need to use um, high capacity ion turbines to give you another blue at the side. So you have three black, three red, one blue at the side. So you have some kind of normalcy. Uh, but then you don't have a mod slot, so you can't do anything cool with your Fair. damage. So it's it's complicated. It's, it's a weird card, and it's like it kind of wants to be evasive, where it's staying on the edges, so you can kind of, you know, red die out the sides. And I don't know. It's uh, it's it's the most complicated of the three Providence class titles for sure. Okay, so moving I on to the, found, to the least I've complicated, effective. Invincible. Invincible, amazing. gain a defensive icon on your upgrade bar for five points. What do you think about this? That's amazing. Uh, it's the best yeah. one out of three, for sure. Yeah, it's great. Just bar, just bar none. You put, you put ECM, early warning system on it, thermal shields on the other slot, or it makes your Dreadnought uh, bulkier. Because I, I feel like the Providence slash Dreadnought is the way to go. Carrier, I don't know. I, it just doesn't seem as good. It's got too many... Colors of dice in its attack pool. It's like two red, two blue, two black. You know, there's no focus. Yeah, I don't like I don't like ships that don't have a focus. Um, it but invincible is amazing. It seems a little expensive. A little expensive. Five points. Five points. It's like but like you said, being able to f thermal shields and early warning system at the same time is nuts. So there's an op there's got to be some kind of like attraction yeah. to that. Yeah, it seems really good. It's this is definitely the flagship, flagship's title. You it's know? also the cheapest uh, title. It for, is. For, uh, okay, and then we have Invisible Hand um, as the third title, and this is the squadron one, right? You yeah, know? this is the most expensive one. It's out of basically all of them. rapid launch phase plus plus. Um, it's it's catapult rapid launch phase. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Um, it it's. I don't know. I don't know if it's good. Uh, it's cool, but it's like super expensive because well, it has to be because I think you're gonna walk up to a ship and delete it. Uh, it's like it's not just nine points though. It's like it's forty forty nine points because of the squadrons. Because <laughs> of the squadrons you have to take. Yeah, and it's like it doesn't work on its own. You're kind of telegraphing what you want to do, so they just keep all their squadrons. It's but like. What you're doing, right, what you're doing is moving a ship. Like, like you need first player, I think, for this, right? No, I don't you're, think so. You move it up at speed three, like, as the last activation, and you take the officer that lets you squadron command after you move, and then you come up there and you fucking delete this motherfucker. And if he's still alive, you activate him first next turn and finish him off and move on with your life. Like, one ship on enemy team gets deleted for 50 points. Like, it's not that big a deal. It's like... Unless they have squadrons like there, and it's like it's it's the same kind of resolution as um, the rapid launch base shenanigans. It's yeah, it's like it's rapid like launch base, but I'm going all in, in, like extra hard rapid launch base because you can yeah. also take rapid launch base. Yeah, I don't think that's viable at all. 
I, I think that's actually terrible. It's absurd and yeah, great. Um, okay, um, last squad, last card for this section, right? Oh, I guess we have the officers, but I want to talk about yeah, Jedi hostage, which is, this another, is another one of those fleet command. Fucking and amazingly so, flavorful so cards. This card, and I want to talk about it with a couple of different interactions that we've seen already. But it's when okay. an enemy ship declares you as the target of a non-solve attack, if this card is readied, the attacker gains a raid token of its choice. All right, so anytime a ship attacks you, they get a raid token. Yep. Right. If the enemy ship at close range reveals a command, it may discard a squadron dial only to exhaust this card. While defending, if this card is exhausted, you can't spend you cannot spend more than one defense token for three points. Right. Um, what do you think about this card? Intensely flavorful. Uh, it would be cool to build a fleet around Jedi hostage. Yeah. Um, but you're building a fleet around a card that if the opponent is playing well against you or has any kind of Corvette and you lose the bid, you essentially lose the game. Oh, so I, I think don't... that's too dramatic. I think it's too dramatic it's to say too dr- that what? if Jedi hostage is tapped, about? you lose the game because you can only spend one defense token at a time. Like, what are you talking about? If... What? Okay, so if you put a Venator on the board yeah. and then I'm like, I look at it and I'm like, oh, well, I've got a speed four ship and I'm first player. Yep. So I'm going to completely delete you being able to use three of your defense tokens in any attack for the rest of the game. You think that's too dramatic? I think that it's going to be difficult for you to pull that off um, without a downside of your own. And I don't think Oh, you can only spend the, the, one defense The problem token with it is that is... I get the downside, too. Like, like for, sure, first player gets a downside. But I have a downside, too, for paying for an upgrade card? <laughs> Three points. Yeah. Why, why, why do I That's get a... That's a 1%, fu- 1%, 1% fu- of your co- 1% of your fleet cost you're talking about. Uh, Not even. It's like... Fuck. It's, it's a super cool card. I just don't think it's going to be very good. Unless you have, like... Dooku and those rocket droids and whatever the fuck else. It's I don't know. It's it's hard to convince me to put this on like a flagship. Well, you don't put it on a flagship then. Put it on another ship. Bro, what the fuck do you think I'm gonna do? You think I don't I'm think gonna you're gonna put, put it on any ship? <clears throat> no, I'm for sure gonna put this on a ship. I I, I think it's hilarious. The problem with Jedi Hostage is that the Providence Carrier is the only one with Fleet Command. Yikes, so you have to put it on that. Unless I want to do um, Flag Bridge, which means I have to put my commander on that ship. Yeah. Which is not really good because it. So Jedi Hostage, as of right now, can only go on a big expensive ship. Uh, Yeah, unless you're trying to, like, do some shenanigans with it but then if you're doing shenanigans you're already like at a disadvantage and then you're taking a card that doesn't give you so much of an advantage you know it's like a raid token for a ship you know yeah and then if you if if you play wrong or if your opponent is playing well and they you know take back the jedi hostage like you're kind of fucked yeah you don't have a pelta that can take a, a fleet command 
Yeah, you know, it's like ugh. like I can literally put Hot Landing on a Pelta. You know. Yeah. See, that's that's pretty okay. And like, like, it's not that big a deal to spend uh, three points, and all of my squadrons that have adapt, you know, can raid, and all I'm doing is putting a fucking fleet command on a Pelta for forty points, right? Like, it's not that big the, a deal. The thing like, with Jedi hostage is, if you lose first player, you're fucked. Yeah. Because if they have any kind of ship that can go speed three or four, they're going to get the hostage back. It's just going to happen. Can't it being squadron rated prevent it? Or is it able to just... No, 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 no. It's it can just discard do it. the squadron dial. They don't have to oh. spend the dial. See, what you need is slicer tools on another ship nearby. The only ship that can take slicer tools is the hard cell transport. Bring a couple hard cell transports with slicer tools, and that will never happen to you. You're just you're you're making a case for things that are just not going to happen. <laughs> like, okay, so so talk to me about this. Talk to me about this scenario, okay? Mm. So I have a slicer tools hard cell. Yep. You have a speed three or four ship, mm -hmm. which for the Republic and basically anyone else is like a CR ninety. Yep. Okay, so I slice the tools that, and then what happens? Well, then I can't squadron command dial because you no. change it. What happens it. is if I can slice the tools the CR90 or the CR70, I have first player. Right. And if I have first player, I should just activate the ship and move it out of close range. Yeah. But if I don't have first player, I can't slice the tools them because they only have one command. You're right. So. Slicer tools doesn't really work for keeping yeah. your Jedi hostage I just, safe. Like, but also like they're gonna kamikaze like a a ship in on the hopes that it can get off the squadron dial before you kill it. Because like the Providence dice are not nothing, right? Like you could just delete a fucking CR90 if it just like, decides to like scroll up to the side of you like that. Like you can maybe delete a CR90. Especially if it's taking fire on the way in, like I think it can definitely but just. But if die. you can delete a CR ninety before it takes the Jedi hostage, you have first player, which is the whole thing with Jedi hostage. You have to secure first player with Jedi hostage. I think you're right for the most part, but I think well, I... that this interaction that we're describing is what would make a match with Jedi hostage in play really cool. I agree. I agree that that playing with Jedi hostage is really cool. I'm gonna play with Jedi Hostage, no doubt about it. I'm gonna play a lot because I'm like, gonna try and make it interesting and crazy. And what I'm if gonna, you're going I'm up against Jedi a fleet that like Dooku doesn't have Corvettes in it? You know, I know, right? Then it's like crazy, right? Then like um, like imagine like an ISD and like I don't know what do people with ISDs fly with? Like you know, like they've only got three ships and none of them are particularly fast or scary, right? So well, like, well, what I'm what I'm thinking about, which is why I'm saying that Lucid Voice is such a complicated ship to build around, is the Providence class carrier with Jedi hostage. Uh, it's got you know Lucid Voice, so it has the three red salvo, link uh -huh. turbo laser tower, and the Phylon Q7 tractor beam. Slow things down blow things down so that that's they can't cool. get close that's cool but it's fucking complicated is what i'm saying let's get to uh tf 1726 which is uh the commander the second commander for the recusant which is a trend i really like that dual commanders for command. one dual command is so good yeah this guy is hot shit 
He's probably the second best commander for the Separatists. Once per activation, while a friendly ship is attacking a ship, the attacker adds one black die to its attack pool for each raid token the defender has to a maximum of two additional dice. So he wants to be played with Jedi hostage. No. Nobody wants to be... Look, we're, we're, <laughs> not, we're not talking about Jedi hostage as a build-around card. It's a flavor card that can be... Okay, it's cool. It's not, it's not the card for TF-1726. So B2 rocket troopers, while performing a non-salvo attack against a ship at close to medium range, you may exhaust this card. If you do, the defender gains a raid token of your choice. While attacking a squadron, you may exhaust this card. If you do, add one die of a color that's already in your attack pool to your attack pool. Okay, so when you're attacking a ship at close to medium range, you tap him, boom, they get a raid token. You do this once per round, right? Because it's the refresh once per round automatically. If you attack a yeah. squadron, you can tap him to basically be extra die on the An squadron. extra die, yes. Yeah, for yeah. seven points, and it's the offensive retrofit, which is pretty contested these days, but this is a cool card, and you're right, it interacts well with TF-1726. Well, the B-2 Rocket Troopers, while attacking a squadron, that isn't restricted by range. So you can B-2 Rocket Troopers and Link Turbo Laser Towers. You can have, like, a fucking, what is it, four-die or five-die attack on a squadron? Yeah. Which That'd is pretty, good. pretty cool. Pretty good. Sure, sure, sure. But really, it's the guarantee of a raid before you attack when you're at close medium range. It's good. Really good. It's basically seven points to add a black die to your attack. Because it, it triggers TF-1726 immediately. Yes. And then you have basically whatever other upgrades. You can have rapid reload or, or any other shenanigans that you want. Uh, external racks, you know, to add more black die. Uh, it's really good. It's also you choose and you also the raid give it a raid. Token, you choose the raid, which so is better than Jedi, Jedi hostage. hostage. Yeah, yeah. It's weird sometimes and the way you, that they if choose. If you've got multiple ships, then you can get up to two black die, which I think is kind of unlikely during the course of the game, unless you have things like Jedi hostage and Dooku. But if you got first player, I don't think it's unlikely. You, know, you just have two ships with B two rocket troopers, right? The second shot, I'm the not, second ship not, shooting would definitely get two dice. You say definitely, like, they wouldn't clear the raid. Like, someone's not well, trying to play around the TF-1726. I mean, yeah, if they activate that particular ship in between your t those two ships, specifically, yeah. then yeah. But, like, you know, in the heat of a game, like, that's not always, like, a an option. Like, sometimes maybe they activate that ship first, right? And then there's nothing it can I do know, until but, next round. Yeah, so. yeah. That's, why, that's why I say it's unlikely, just not that it's impossible. Like, TF on a on like, you know, he's got, like, tri-recusants with all with B2 rocket troopers, raid tokens going out all over the place. Like, that's cool. Tri-recusants? What kind of person do you know who would do that? You are going to have tri-recusants, no question. <laughs> you, you don't know. I know. There's nothing you, you want to do more than run tri-recusants. I will say that that is like half of the list that I've come up with is And it's double recusants. offensive retrofit, which is so good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not even thinking about them necessarily as like squadron pushers, <laughs> right? Because like, yes, you can use them that way, but like, I do think that retrofit... the recusant is one of the best squadron pushers in in separatists right now. Right, but like, you can go like flak guns, B two rocket troopers, right? Like, that's cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, that is cool stuff. All right, next one. Point defense ion cannons, non-huge ship only. While defending at close range or distance one, during the spend defense token step, you may force the attacker to reroll one die of your choice. What do you think about this? I'm kind of contested about this. Because, like, the best bombers, what, what do the best bombers say to you? Uh, two blue dice. 
Is that what you mean? Yeah. So it's like the best bombers have two blue dice, which means that this doesn't really do much to those. Right. So it's like, okay. But the worst bombers have a black or a red. Yeah. You know, or, or a single blue. And, and, and those are usually like, you know, if it's a red, like you're like, fuck it. Like well, I'm probably well, going to really you want to take this to, to clear the damage from non bomber squadrons. Right. So if you're going really light with squadrons and, you know, they have some bombers, but a lot of their other squadrons aren't bombers that are just like cutting right through to hull, you can just make them re-roll it. That's really good. I, I think this is an interesting card. Is it um, an ion cannon upgrade? Yeah, it's ion cannon four points. This is a cool card because if you have a capital ship that you just, you know, you want them to be as safe as possible, right? Like. You can put your early warning system as the defensive slot and then put this in the in the ion slot. And it's like, you know, like for I think like the Providence is like, is that the only ion cannon ship? Like fuck, I don't know. But like in the Clone Providence Wars era. Munificent has um ion cannon. Like the Republic has no ion cannon upgrades. Well well the separatists have shit um for blue dice. So right. it's like if I put an ion crit effect, it's like not going to happen ever. So you can, th that's why the opportunity cost is really low, right? Because like, what other, what other thing are you going to put? Like the only competition for this is like leading shots where you can just like say, uh, I'll just take away this blue die and reroll my other shit. But if that's yeah. not what you're going for, like you just, you just throw this on there and you're like, okay, I'm really kind of quite safe from squadrons because early warning system is going to cut them down to one dice or no dice. And then the die that they do roll, I'm going to make them reroll. So like, clear damage right so I, I think it it will help a lot I, I expected a point defense ion cannons to be something that would do damage to squadrons when they shot you um but maybe that was just too powerful well it's 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 the ion cannon so it's basically just you know stunning them. stunning the ships yeah, yeah so it's not i guess that's fair. It's not really hurting them i don't think this is very good the best, like fine. like i said the best squadrons that that do that have bomber are double blue so it's like Okay, you make them re-roll, and then they roll into a crit or a hit or something. It's like, but they might. Sometimes, re but but if it's a hit and you tell an them to re-roll, yeah. yeah, exactly. You may be make the crit into a hit. You may make the hit into an accuracy. Or something. But but I don't like um, bringing cards where I'm like, maybe it'll do something. I, I just don't like that. I would rather have a four point bid. Yeah, I agree. Uh, titles, titles, titles. Is there two or three for this one? There's three. There's three. Nova Defiant. No Defiant has, on the left-hand side, four with all of the token options. And then it says, when you're deployed, you must choose one of each type of command token for this card. It increases your command value to four. You can be assigned more than one of each type of command token. And when you reveal a command, you may discard all of the tokens from this card to gain them. What do you think about this? Oh, uh, it's crap. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's a crap card. Yeah. Increase it's, your command value to four. It's auto. So have, it's auto crap immediately there, right? Yeah, like, it's, it's like okay, so dog shit. Uh, unless you have like a ship that's only going to be doing one kind of thing, right? And then you have to have engineering, nav, squadron, concentrate fire. You can't pick uh, like four squadron command tokens. Exactly, which is like that would be too busted for sure. Um, you may discard all the tokens from this card to gain them. Which is like cool because your command value is now four, but you have right. four squadron or you have uh, four command dials, so it's like okay, I, I've got a big penalty. It's yeah, I mean, like basically, what would happen is you know, round one, 
you're you're taking all four tokens and putting them on your ship, right? And then throughout the game, like you're you're you know maybe getting more, or you're just burning them up. But it's just like it's not. I, I don't like this. It's yeah. yeah. Well, really, like I see this card and I'm like, oh, that is like really cool to activate, like with T Series Tactical Droid, you know, who wants a bunch of tokens, right? Um, but I don't think T Series Tactical Droid is very good either. And As an officer like eight for four points, points, he's pretty good. No, he's not. Why? It's just it's just not. It's just not good. Is what? It's like it it consumes your command tokens. It needs to be refreshed. It's it's just like it's too much for not a lot. Yeah. And and the officers, they're better officers. There are a lot of good command officers. Tokens. There's a lot of good officers here. All right, now, let's talk so. about then some other titles. Gilded Aegis, at the end of the command phase or ship phase, you may discard a redirect token. Discard, gone. It's, yep. it's ruined. To move shields to one of your hull zones. What? If you do, the number of shields in that zone cannot exceed a maximum of six. You cannot recover shields in that zone while it's greater than the maximum shield value. So, you know... Th this th is, of, these of the three... Recusant titles, this is the worst one. So basically, it, this guy starts with 3332, three, three, and you could be like, oh, now one of my shield zones has no shields, and I can put six in one of them, as an example. Yep. Bad. The only Bad. time this is good, there's, there's like two instances I can think this is good, right? Let's say it's the beginning of the ship phase or the end of the command phase, right? And you're like staring down an ISD, and he's got a shot on your side arc, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, Okay, now it's got six shields, motherfucker, right? I'm probably going to yeah. live. Uh, I don't think that's a good situation to do that in. Why? That's a good situation to do that in. No, it's not. Um, because you're reducing their options. Okay, so you're saying, I've discarded my redirect, so now you only need one accuracy for my price. Oh, God. So now right. if you do have... Two accuracies or three, maybe. I just reroll those two. That's fine. I'm just letting you do more damage to me. Right. So yeah, discarding the defense token is so it's bad. Just, it's just not good. And then like the only other option I think is when I want to use it is like the same situation, but there's like a whole bomber wing at the beginning of the squadron phase like, on one arc, right? And you're like, okay, I put more shields there. But the fact that you're not spending, you're discarding a redirect is disgusting. So we'll move on. Yeah, well, uh, the only thing I can think of is like che some cheesy shit where you have Gilded Aegis and General Grievous, where you discard the redirect token and recover it. You put six on, on one side, then you recover it with Grievous, and then you engineering to get your shields back, and then you Aegis again, and now you've got six, six, three. But then it's like, <laughs> yeah. you're just doing shenanigans right there, and That's it's like cool. it's still That's not cool. it's still not good though. Oh, I mean, you've invested so many points into like the shit combo. Well, okay. So it's like, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. General Grievous is a perfectly fine commander on his own. It's not an investment to just bring General Grievous. General Grievous is a twenty point commander, and that's all he says to me. He's a twenty point commander that lets you bring back some tokens when your shit's dying. If you bring a lot of squadrons. They were going to die. You know this about the Separatists. I know this about the Separatists. And so you're recovering tokens. With Gilded Aegis, this actually is an interesting combo because you can still recover shields in the zone that aren't at their maximum shield value, right? 
It doesn't yeah. say you can't recover shields anywhere when there's like there's been cards that are like you can't recover shields fucking anywhere when you have something over your maximum shield value. But this one, yeah. like you theoretically could end up with like like some crazy like six six like three two kind of situation or even six 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 two kind of situation if you like yeah, play right. You could, which is cool, like and then you're still like recovering that token as like things are going on. But like, you know, it it is kind of combo comboy, and and that is it, difficult. It's to pull just off it's just game. cheesy and and kind of shitty. So it's like, uh, you know, it's yeah, it's something worth mentioning, but I don't think it'll be worth anything in the long run. Yeah, and then we've got Patriot Fist. Well, this is the best one, obviously. While attacking oh, a ship, at, <laughs> it's like disgusting. While attacking a ship at medium to long range, if this is your first attack during your activation, you may add two blue die to your attack pool. If you do, you can't attack again during. Your... This is um, kind of like an Akbar esque. Like you can only shoot out of your sides, but you get two red dice. Right? It's like you yeah. only shoot once, but you get two blue dice. It's like, hey, that happens. Like one shot happens often. <laughs> So yeah, if this just says sometimes you get two extra die for six points, like yes, please, right? Well, this this really just says to me, um, my recusant light destroyer with Patriot Fist will be throwing. Uh, let's see, I'll have so we'll mount batteries on there. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I'll have uh, you know APT whatever or ACM mm -hmm. however I feel. So I'll be throwing uh, four red dice, two blue. And two black with a concentrate fire at a long range with three rolls. No, three, four. Wait, what? Four no. black, four red, two blue, a black, plus one for concentrate. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. at long range. It add you had two blue dice. So there's, yeah, there's already so, two blue in the front hull zone. No, no, recusant light destroyer. Oh, I'm looking at the support destroyer. Yeah, so it'll be four, four red, red two, two blue, blue, two black. One black plus one for concentrate. Yeah, yeah. At long range. you're going to swivel a red? Yeah. You're not going to no, swivel, swivel black? black? Swivel black, swivel yeah. black. Oh, from long range. And then, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. Oh, it's disgusting. And that's, that's just three upgrades. That's not even talking ordnance experts or Shumai or, you know, uh, TF-1726. Yeah, that's disgusting from long so, range. Yeah. yeah, big damage. Patriot Fist is the best one. Um, I think if you're running Gilded Aegis or Nova Defiant, you're wrong. Uh, unless you already have Patriot Fist in your fleet. In your list. And then you're still wrong because it's better to have just one vulture rather than <laughs> Nova Defiant or a Gilded Aegis. So, you know, the Separatists got some cool toys. Um, and some of those were like dual faction upgrades, but we got some Republic stuff to go over as well. To be honest, I love like all the shit that I'm getting separatists. Well, except for some of those titles. <laughs> well, well. Here's the thing: like, just because I'm saying that this is trash tier title or Nova Defiant is obviously the bad choice to take, yeah, does not mean I don't appreciate the ability to take it mm. or run it because I will be running Nova Defiant for sure. And there's a 100% chance I'm going to make a Gilded Aegis list with General Grievous and, and Asteroid Tactics. And see you how know? many shields it's, you can get on it. <laughs> and see how many shields I'm going to get on it. Like, it's just fun. I just don't think that it is the best thing to take. Which yeah. is obviously, it's obviously Patriot Fist. Right. Like, nobody can look at these three titles and tell me that Patriot Fist isn't the best one. Right. That doesn't mean I don't like 
having Nova Defiant and Gilded Aegis. That's fair. All right, so let's take a look at the SPHAT modification. Uh, Star Destroyer only. <laughs> oh, this... This is such this a is great a card. Oh, this is a great card. Me. So decrease your squadron value by two. It gives you an ignition close. Each of your front, left, or right firing arcs is also a special firing arc. You have a special battery armament of five blue dice and one black die. After you place your targeting token, exhaust the card. While this card is exhausted, you cannot place targeting tokens. And then to refresh it, you have to spend a confire. It's an offensive upgrade for seven points, Republic only. Uh, this card. This is the one we're going to talk about the longest, for okay. sure. So, so the first thing I'll say about this card is this card is almost like, I mean, yes, it's a modification, but it's the closest thing to like an alternate variation of a ship card without it being an alternate variation of a ship card that we've seen from FFG slash AMG. Like, I actually agree. Decreasing with that. the that squadron. Is, yes. Right. It's like it's like a Venator three class star destroyer now. Right. It's like. You've dropped squadron value, you've changed your arcs, you've got different dice pools, like it's like a like a like a, a spa T Venator is like a totally different thing than a Venator well, one or a Venator two. Well I think that the the spa laser cannon is like that's something that like Anakin modified where it's you know those Geonosian like tanks that shot that super laser beam? Yeah, that's exactly in episode what it is. two. It's just that, like, attached to the underside. In the hangar bay. It's in, in the, the hangar, hangar bay. bay. That's why the squadron value is decreased. So, so let's say a 10 for flavor and a yep. 10 for variability. Yep. And just, just a 10 out of 10 every, across the board card is amazing. What do you think about viability? Super viable. This is super viable, super flexible. This is everything you want in a card. Seven points. Why isn't it 12? It should be 12 points. Are you fucking serious? So, like, what you're, like, okay, so Ignition Close, like, you're dropping that targeting token, like, at the edge of Black Dice range, basically, right? No, not at the edge, within. Within, within so all the way, you can bump it all the way up to that line, basically. Mm -hmm. And then, from there, anything within Blue Dice range, you can throw five Blue Dice at. Yes. So, basically, it's, the blue dice effectively can be thrown at long range. No, I, I think... Uh, I, so for, for those of you who haven't played with a lot of ignition uh, stuff, it's, it's basically extending your range by close. Right. So you'll be able to throw blues at longer than long range, but just a little bit. Right. And then at long range, you'll be throwing your blues and blacks, I think, if I'm understanding my measurement correctly. Essentially, this, this card is saying, out of your front arc, um, change your long die armament from whatever it is, whether it's the three blue or the, the three red or the two red, you change that to five blue die and one black die right. sometimes, which is incredibly good. It's incredibly good. Because uh, you've got your ordinance so you can do black crits mm -hmm. at long range you know which is amazing we all know that you can concentrate in a second black concentrate in a second black. you can swivel amazing. mount batteries in another black no there's if no, you want to go uh, if, only if you're venator ones you can do that um yes 
which is also like really, really good. But I don't think that is what this is really amazing for. Because it says your front, left, or right firing arcs. What I'm really really fucking with is the sides. Because I've been playing Empire for so long, dude. But getting getting scooted from like someone just you you hammer them hard from your front arc and they they live and they get out of the front arc and you can't shoot them with it again and you get to plink one red die at the side yeah and it's like a disaster and then they evade it and it's like what the fuck yeah pre-planning for them evading your front arc and if they're damaged and they're trying to escape and you slap them with the spa cannon and just take them out it's incredibly good yeah it doesn't matter it does not matter if you have them in close range and you're like oh well i could have just done you know the two black red and a blue out my side if i got a venator one or the the two red and the two blue for venator two it doesn't matter it's better yeah it's way better it's way better and you can choose which arc when you need it. It's, it's, so, it's good. so incredibly good. It's so fucking cool. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. It's the best Venator card. Now, let me ask you. Do you run this on both your Venators? I see there's something to be said for dual Venators with Spa T. Because even a Venator 2 with it is still a 3 squadron ship. <laughs> yeah. It's still 3 squadrons. Like, you're just going That's from crazy. absurd to reasonable. And know? then if you got Yularen, you know, and he's got a squadron command, it's still... You're still squadrons. activating, like, 5 you know? squadrons, right? Like, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, so it's crazy. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of experimentation, I think, with... Okay, is this a Venator 1 card? Is this a Venator 2 card? Is this a both is this on one of them is this on two of them is this on like just like i could see a world where i'm rolling up with three venator ones with this and like doing a very low squadron three venators like like they're only 90 first of all they're 90 points Uh uh-huh now they're 97 points with this upgrade right Mm -hmm. and swivel mount batteries right apts Mm -hmm. right no big deal uh ordnance experts right and like like you said like five blue dice swivel a black now i'm at two concentrated black now i'm at three i can reroll two of them and i got my crit going like the long range like five blue three black critting is nuts and if it's happening from multiple shots in a single round there are very few things that handle that well now obviously there's a lot of like okay well you know you've got to drop your ignition token you're kind of like you know, set you. You know, you're you're telling them where it's going to be ahead of time, right? Like they're, but what can they? What can they do? Like that's a lot of range <laughs> on those cannons, right? So there's something to be said for them as like you know flagship hunters. You know. Well, also let me tell you. Let me tell you a uh, a cool combo with the spot cannons is the spot cannon with gunnery teams because you can front arc spot cannon. You front arc spot cannon, you shoot one ship, gunnery teams on another. Yeah, it's good. And if you get a double arc on a ship, 
spot cannon one shot at the side, front arc the other. It's nuts. It's going to be so fun. It's it's a nuts card. The whole time that I they will were say that the Venators, I was like, dang, that's so few dice. Like, I know they're supposed to be weaker than ISDs, but they're basically the same front arc as Acclimators. What is going on here? And this is like, boom, spot. Spot cannon. Yeah. Like, actually nutty. And I did check. Acclimators are not a Star Destroyer. Right. But I, this I did tells have a me fucking... also that the victory is I coming. I did have a freak out. Right. But this does tell you that the victory is coming? Because the modification, quote, Star Destroyer only, means that the Republic will have another Star Destroyer. Right? Because mm. it doesn't say Venator 2 only. Or Venator only, right? They could have just That's said that. True. That's they could have just said Venator only. But they said and it'll, Star it'll make their, their victories pretty unique. Right. Exactly. I think this card is It needs fuel, though. This is like one of those, you have to fuel this card with Confire tokens. That's so easy, tokens. though, because it's just munitions resupply. It already, like, it's over. Like once, twice. I don't know. It's, it's, it'll, it'll suck up all those tokens, dude. It, yeah, but see, here's the thing. I have Peltas that I can take multiple on now. There are only 40 points. You can invest as much as you want into ships, dude. I want you to run a heavy ship-based Republic list. It'll be super fun. It'll be super Do fun. Do it. I Do will. it. And then I'll kill all your ships because you have no fucking squadrons because that's what Republic is all about. Well, I think this is giving you an, an alternate idea. I mean, there's also the, like, you put this on one Venator 1 and you also have your Venator 2 hanging out, like, pushing a ton of squadrons, right? And it's like, wow, well, how do I ever deal yeah. with this? Um, I, think, okay. I think one Venator with the Spa Cannon is the best. It'll probably be, end up being that way, but like, is there anything more cool than having three of them shooting? I don't know. Uh, titles, titles, titles. Triumphant. This is an interesting one. While another friendly non-flotilla ship, which is interesting because there are no flotilla ships in the Republic, resolves a squadron command up to three squadrons without adept that it activates can be at close, even if the squadrons are beyond close medium range of that ship, except for the first round, which is weird. But That's not weird. That this is fair. Is Okay, I don't understand why not the first round matters. I assume it's for things like fleet ambush or something, hyperspace assault, maybe. No, uh, no, it's for you open with that. Like you activate the tri triumphant mm -hmm. and you move it in. Oh, and, and then they and then they activate everything. But but if you're activating triumphant first and moving it at speed three in, there's no squadrons near it. Unless you have hyperspace rings Ooh, or okay. fleet ambush okay, or okay, any okay. of that okay, other okay. shenanigans Fighter that Republic has. Yeah, yeah, okay, fine, fine. Not active in the first round, whatever. Yeah. This is really cool. It is really cool. Especially it, with the Pelta as it stands now, which I think is what squadron value two on both of them. Um yeah, I think it's two on both of them. But um, with the alarm or with anything, Yularen, and right? you can it's get to like, three. You can get to three. It's not hard. Well, Yularen token is four, but yeah, three of them can be within range of this guy. You know, yeah, it's 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 easy. It's or cool. you take like an acclimator, like a naked acclimator, and it's like you leave it in the back. Yeah, you know, and like the pelts don't this need makes to take your flagship boosted more of a flagship, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it's close range, so it's it is a little restrictive, 
but I think it's really fun. It seems really cool. Um, I don't think close range is that restricted. I think it's it's incredibly doable. Um, I've used um, what is it that uh, Centicore, the Architons title. Yeah. And, and and this kind of flows with Plo Koon, right? Like, Plo Koon wants his squadrons to be close to a ship. Triumphant wants squadrons to be close to that ship. Squadrons attacking ships uh, get accuracy die for free. Like, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think we already talked about some of these, so we'll move on to uh, the Resolute title. Resolute. You, you must, must choose, choose at least yeah two types of command tokens for this card out of the three options, which are concentrate, squadron, and engineering. Does that be you get four of them? Yeah, but you have to choose two different types. But you get four. Yeah. After you resolve a command by spending a dial, you may discard one matching token from this card to gain that token for six points. A big token bank. Is this just a better version of the um, separatist title that's like this? Yes. Like, you don't have to go to Command 4. You just have four tokens on this card that you can give yourself one, one per turn. But uh, you get one per turn. The, um, the Nova Defiant gives you all four at once. Right. And now, and Resolute... You multiple tokens of the same type. Resolute gives four. itself three tokens for the Spa. You can go three Concentrate and Engineering, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, it, you're getting a super expensive ship, but yeah. That's not... Oh, please. It's like 108... Five points right now. Get out of here. Um, but you have to resolve a command by spending a dial, and then you have to spend the matching command token. So you have to be concentrated the whole time. Which I'm probably doing on spa ships. Yeah, probably. Um, and then... Um, you know, the other alternative is like you go heavy engineering tokens with this for you, Lauren, and repairing lots of squadrons, which is pretty cool. It is super flexible, and I mean, and you can just have it with just a, a shitload of squadron tokens, yep. and then not have to worry about that, and then use your clone nav officers for something else. You know, it's super flexible. This is I see one. this one, it's and I'm like, title. this is the best of the. You think so? Titles. Uh, yeah, I think so. All right, it's the, the most flexible because you decide based on what you're going up against. Right, you decide at the beginning of the game. It's it's okay, like so um, if you don't if you don't like think bail, you need to right? up, yeah, it's like bail. You decide what you need. Yep. Like, do you think that you need to activate your spot cannons like more than normal? Load it up with confire token, you know, yeah. and then adjust your dials. Right. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, it's, if you think you're going to lose the squadron game. Or if, you know, if the squadron field is free and you just want to bombard them with squadrons. Just load up with squadrons. Don't have to fucking worry about that shit. It's the best one. Six points for this? Really? All right, uh. let's look at the next one. Tranquility. Three points. This one's also good. While defending after the spend defense token step, if you spent fewer than two, you may move up to two shields from one of your hull zones to the defending hull zone. If you do, the shields can't exceed six. You can't recover while any... See, this is different. You can't recover shields while any zone is greater than its maximum. But this pairs really well with Luminara. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's really good with, like, basically all of the uh, Wave 10 officers. The Jedi officers. Like, mm -hmm. Adigalia and Beresafi. 
Yeah, I don't know about Adigalia. Because right? Adigalia wants you to spend multiple tokens, doesn't it? No, while defending, when you suffer damage, you may suffer up to one of that damage on the shields of a whole zone adjacent to the defending whole zone for each spent. Oh, well, I, I, I mean, I guess so. But she could, you could spend weird. one and move one, right? Like, that's fine. But she, she's kind of like an emergency, like, hey, this time I just... I need to spend this much, and she gives you extra advantage for that. Right. And Barris is almost like negative synergy with Tranquility, so I'd probably want Barris on a different ship, because Barris is like, you spend the redirect first, and you can pick a different hull zone to take the damage. Yeah. Uh, whereas Tranquility moves shields only to the defending hull zone, not a different hull zone that's not the defending but, hull zone. But that would then be the defending hull zone. Oh, so you have Barris, uh, you have EW, you have early warning system. What the holds on is. Yeah, so you I have Barris, you sense. have early warning system and tranquility. So you move it to the front, you move more shields to the front, and then you, you have yeah. the early warning system there. They reduce their die, and there you go. Everything's plenty. Ooh, I like the idea of Barris with early warning system. I never thought about that. Yeah, she just is like you're always attacking at a disadvantage. Now you're always attacking at a disadvantage. You know, and if they don't do enough damage and they Actually, don't need to use your I race, don't think that that works your... like that because Barris changes the hull zone during the resolve damage step, which is after they've already rolled the dice. Mm. Yeah, but interesting idea. Ah, that sucks. Uh, let's go on to the Pelta. Pelta, 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 which has two titles? Yeah, two titles. Not three. Not lucky. TB73 and FB88. TB is after you deploy Boring in... title names, huh? One click. And boring titles. They're not super elaborate, right? After you deploy, gain an additional good, evade defense token for five points. That is solid as fuck. Yeah, that's solid as fuck. That's so good. It's like five um, points for another evade? Yes, every day. Every day I'll take This that. is like, it's like so good. It's so good. Yeah. Especially with the evade buffs, right? It's like, this is incredible. This is um, incredible, yeah. The other one is, before you reveal a command, you may discard your top command dial for four points. I think this is basically garbage. Yeah, this one's not very good at all. Um, unless you have, like, an officer, and it's like, I don't know. It still seems bad. This is because like, it's uh, only a two-command ship in the first place, right? So, like, you only had like to a, think about it, like, one turn ago. The only thing that this is good for is like I'm defending against slicer, slicer tools, tools right? Yeah. Um, you know, maybe some sort of like, uh, I don't know, I don't. But know. But also, it's, it's like it's like skilled officer, but every turn. This is basically so saying basically, that this is a one command ship. Exactly. If you want, yeah, it's a one. It's a one command ship, and you just don't have to worry. We've got you, man. Or, or it's almost like you could say this ship sets down two separate dials. And you can just pick up and whatever you one you want. Yeah, you get to you. Uh, that's that's what it is. You place two dials on this, and you choose which one you want to use. Yep. Really you can do this every like, single turn. Yeah, you, you you just like delay what choice you want, and then right when you need it, it's like, oh, I want the engineering and Yolaren buff some squadrons mm. that took damage this round. I just or I uh, squadrons didn't take damage. All nap, you know. Yeah, I it's, think this one's really good. Okay, so we've changed your mind on it. I still think it's kind of garbo. I don't. I think it's amazing. Okay. 
Having two separate stacks of command I mean, tiles that's is not literally what it says, but that's effectively what it does, right? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. All right. Uh, is that all of our cards? No. We've got to talk about Mercy Mission, man. Mercy Mission. Four deploying the fleets. game changer. This one is the the most viable of of the fleet commands. Yeah, because it was this hot landing and Jedi hostage, right? Yeah, yeah. This is for sure the best one. This is the f- best one by far. This Bef- this this one changes the entire course of the game moving forward. Before deploying fleets, unequip this card and choose one friendly small ship that is not your flagship. So a random pelta. Equip this card to the chosen ship, even if it doesn't have fleet upgrade icon. Oh, so you can even just choose a CR-90. Uh, at the end of the game, if this ship that has the card is in the enemy deployment zone, you get 40 points. You get 40 points. If you're destroyed, increase your lot. fleet value by 20 points. So I could put a 40-point CR-70, put this on it at the beginning of the game before I deploy mm-hmm. fleets, uh, and just run them around the board, and at the end of the game... I get a bonus 40 points if I end in the deployment zone of the enemy. That's two turns of contested outpost for those who aren't good at math. And it's really fucking good to do that. Zero points to have this in your list. It's free. And I'm pretty sure you can just equip it to the ship it's, it comes on. Yeah. Like, if you only have one small ship, you unequip it and equip it back on the same ship. Like, yeah, just, just you can just go on a just fucking 40 point, 45 point fucking Delta, dude. Like, yeah, dude. It's um amazing. And I just, this is. Oh, that. wait. Do e- what? Okay, wait a minute. This whole time I've been thinking Mercy Mission comes in the Pelta pack. The Pelta must have a fleet command upgrade. It doesn't? Neither of them do? Neither of the Peltas have a fleet command spot. Is, Is that, that true? true? What the fuck? They don't. So why does this card come in that pack and not the Venator pack? Um, I don't know what to tell you, man. Okay, anyway. 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 I guess you put this on a Venator. Well, that seems so worse. It doesn't seem worse. I mean, because you can still throw it onto the Pelta, right? Yeah. Or another ship or something i guess i'm bringing a venator or one. you just just put it on the fucking venator one you know yeah. or you just don't take the spa cannon and you put it on the venator two you know oh and put it in the offensive retrofit slot with flying yeah, bridge just do flying bridge yeah no thanks i'll take the spa cannon okay <sighs> um mercy mission is great i just love the, the these kind of like mission cards i thought that jedi hostage would be more like mercy mission where you work in a similar manner, but you would score points, you know? That would be, like, really cool. And, like, if, you know, Jedi Hostage entered the game and they still had the hostage, they, they would get points. points but yeah. that would but be cool. apparently that's, that's not how it worked. But um, moving forward, I think these mission cards are the future of the game. Additional kind of objective points right. that uh, the fleet can bring, not including, like, the objectives, so... I'm a big fan of really alternate like ways to score points uh, beyond what are printed on objective cards. Exactly. Because, I mean, yeah. it just makes certain objective cards better than others. And if I can come to a game and have, like, a way to mitigate that, that's what I want. Yeah. Because, they're, they're like, any objective card that has numbers in the bottom right-hand corner, 
those objective cards are better than the other ones. Here is the biggest um, drawback on the printing of the Mercy Mission card, which is mm. it happens before the fleets are deployed. So your opponent knows exactly where your ship is, like which ship has it. And then yeah. when you drop it, they're being like, okay, there it is. Yeah, you know? I don't think that's a big drawback. I mean, I, like how many squadrons does Republic's uh, fleets have? You know? A lot. Like, yeah, you could delay it, delay it, delay it. Yeah. You delay it, you delay it enough and then it's fine. It's like, and then you put you put on a CR seventy, with like Swift Return, Clone Captain Silver, you know, or Engine Tex, you know, and you get it there, and then there you go, forty points, bingo. Are those Peltas in the artwork of Mercy Mission? No, those are the uh, drop pods. So like they have the pods, and then they drop mm -hmm. them, and they have all the medical supplies. Mm -hmm. I think. They kind of look like weird pelters. They're too. Chubby. I think they're at like a weird angle. I don't think they're. Pelters. Maybe they are. You got to look at like the ass of a pelter. But... Yeah, I, don't I think, think they're at like I think they're like coming down, but then also pulling up, so it makes them look like kind of chubby. Yeah. Um, and that's the last card, then, huh? Yeah. So all what? Right. What out of all of these cards? What was your favorite? Spa. Spa. Card. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. it took the vendor that. from boring and fine to super interesting, super dynamic, super threatening. Like, I'm all about it. That's crazy. That's a crazy fucking upgrade. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's gonna be so fun because as a rebel player and a republic player, like I've never gotten a chance to play with ignition. You know. Like, I know the, the drawbacks of, like, you know, your telegraphing and all of that shit, but it's going to be really cool. Ignition shit is really fucking fun. It's really cool. There's nothing like, like firing uh, a giant shoop-de-whoop cannon. You know? Yeah, for sure. And this is way more flexible than the onager, right? It is. It, it it's can way go more on the side. It can go at the sides, yeah. That's right. one of the big drawbacks for running an onager. It's like it's you're like really vulnerable. They're out of the side. They're in your side, and you're fucked if you're an onager. But here it's like, actually, I don't really care if you're in my side. Yeah, actually, I'll slap you if you're in my side. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm really excited for this wave. Um, so, yeah, for people listening, put. When when we put this up on YouTube, put your put your bets in for whether or not you think we're gonna have another wave this year. I don't think we are, but DJ's betting his list that we will. That's true. Betting my list. Also, um, I think next episode we're gonna do like a a fleet review because I've been seeing a lot of people posting uh, fleets in like the Facebook group and for Wave Ten and everywhere. Not just Wave Ten, just in general. Oh, okay. Um, like like send a link to to your fleet and we'll we'll review it in one of our segments. Uh think of ways that, that doesn't synergize properly or other ways that we can improve it. Or if it's just a fucking good list and we'll talk about why it's good and and what makes it incredible. Cool, cool. And All I think right. uh next episode we're gonna we're cause we just talked about like our initial impressions for for the cards. Uh next episode we're gonna go over uh the neutral cards and how they can affect uh, the Civil War faction. Ooh, interesting. Okay, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. And hopefully, 
um, they'll send some Wave 10 to America. Don't hold your breath. 